0: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. This evening's Dharma talk
1: is titled "The True Student." I think I've given one called "The True Teacher." If I haven't, maybe I will. The true student, true student, and this is a could be seen in several ways. Not only the, the spiritual path, but also could be seen as someone studying carpentry Uh, to some extent, at some point it starts to change uh, and moves away from the mundane considerations of uh, the commonly understood idea about material reality, which is that things are true and untrue. So the true student of carpentry or learning how to do accounting or something like that would follow a set of procedures and would gather information about whatever their activity was and perhaps even get gather get skills at uh, using power equipment or any any number of things i don't need to go into too much detail there so hang on just a minute i'll get this i want to go back to the gallery view otherwise i'm looking at myself <clears throat> And, of course, the setup we have in the West is you put everybody, no matter what they're, uh, if they get into the class, whether it's a 10th grade uh, geometry or whatever it may be, freshman English, and then it is taught the same way to everyone. And if you, uh, not that some teachers aren't extremely agreeable and working with individual students with their particular issues or even handicaps. Uh, it's, not, it's not common. It's usually just study the material, listen to what I'm saying, being the lecturer, and pass the test if you can. So quite often, this kind of testing, as I'm sure you know, for those of you who have, have uh, degrees and graduate degrees and all the other things, I don't have those. So therefore, I'm qualified to talk about it. I just qualified myself. But I have spent some time in college, so I have a little bit of an idea what that is. The difficulty with that way of educating or teaching is that it, 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 it it's more about controlling people and getting an idea of who's doing what and how good some someone is at a particular thing. Mainly, uh, I don't know if I could say mainly, but quite a bit of it is memory. If you can remember anything you're being taught then you can when the time comes to take the test you can probably pass the test that doesn't mean you have insight beyond the memory situation again okay excuse me all kinds of exceptions to that exceptions to that of course some people memorize the material and just can bring it out and some people might know and understand the material and yet really have a deeper understanding and a deeper Conceptual understanding and are able to turn the various things that they learn around in such a way uh, that they connect with any given situation that arises, sometimes called creativity. Not tied to their concepts, they've learned so much that they can't uh, work with uh, creatively the unexpected situation. That's not always uh, tested. That usually, life usually does that. So, this is a mundane way of learning um quite difficult for some people who are uh who learn in different ways who learn more through uh, visual uh input rather than auditory or conceptual uh situation known as intellect the variabilities the variations there are really really extensive they're just I can't really uh, probably write a book about it, but it would take a long time to gather all that together and say it in a way that is uh, very clear and succinct and so that we can actually understand what those differences are. <clears throat> I don't want to spend too much time on that, What uh, I do want to spend a little bit of time on talking about it, and then I'm delighted to receive your questions around this material. It will help all of us go deeper into the material. We do it together. It's a mutual thing. Uh, in fact, then in fiction, education is mutual. If it's not mutual, then it's about control and power. Just look around, see who's in power and how do they get there. The true student is you know, on the spiritual path is one who is able to really, really receive what is being said or taught uh, without doing much with it other than receiving it, receive the teachings. Life is suffering, the basic teaching of the Buddha, life is suffering. The cause is desire. The goal is cessation. The path is train the mind or Shila, samadhi and Prajna or pranya, or the, uh, the eight uh, eight-fold, eightfold path, if you wish to go that way, which is even more conceptual. <laughs> so in some quarters, uh, someone might l- take a look at this someone who is very intelligent and look at this and see life is suffering and immediately conclude, well, this is just a, a nihilistic approach because of the attachment, uh, not, the, not the attachment the Buddha had, but the attachment the uh, temporary student had to concepts, ideas, conclusions, exclusions, and so on. Needing the ego mind needs to get a conclusion as soon as possible Otherwise, it starts to starve, and when it starts to starve, then other things come up like depression, anxiety, especially anxiety, fear of the unknown, fear of being not uh, disliked, fear of looking bad, pride. And this particular path is about going directly into that. As Trungpa Rinpoche says, march directly into disappointment, or at least I think I'm quoting him. That's difficult to do, just on your own, because why would you even do that? There seems, excuse me, there needs to be some kind of inspiration for any one of us to even step on this kind of a path, this spiritual path of realization, of seeing the true nature of reality. In other words, the true reality of who, what this is, this what we call a human being, and what this is, the human being the space in which human beings occur, our environment, other human beings, other beings altogether. So you could say that the student, the true student, is going to be on receive all the time. Not necessarily as soon as they get what they're looking at, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, thinking about, immediately start to wind that up into some kind of ball of conclusions about it in order to, Know what it is, too soon. Uh, the kind of knowledge that happens there is relative knowledge. It's about getting knowledge about something so you can control it, so you can say that you know it, so you can um, pass a test, and all of that. They were even doing that in uh, uh, in Vajratu when I was when I went to seminary in 1980. They were they were testing people there to see if they could remember the different schools of Buddhism and whatever they were teaching, tests. Not a good idea. At the time, I didn't feel that way. I just thought I'm not going to be good at this because I'm very slow. But slow doesn't mean that I'm stupid. It just means that I look stupid to some people. So the student is always on receive. Uh, I'm going to break it down into two parts, receiving what's coming from The apparent world and receiving what is coming up as your reaction to it. Not adding on to it, but notice something happens and you spontaneously have some kind of thought pattern come up. It could be just as simple as a thought pattern that says, well, that's a fire engine going by to a fire. You know what it is. But receiving that and seeing that this is occurring out here and there's a complement to that, which is your response to it that helps you keep what? uh the the assumption the belief that you're separate from that fire truck you're separate from because you just named it so a true student is going to be on receive the the worst negative feeling that arises in their mind instead of immediately leaving what's arising in the mind stream and blaming just like in the outer world Immediately taking someone who has gone awry, who is having difficulty with their life, who commits a crime, and immediately blaming them instead of seeing the deep, deep, dependent origination that is happening in any kind of event, no matter what it is. But especially, we miss the ones where someone has gone awry and is uh, antisocial or doing something that is harmful to others. What do we do? We immediately, uh, society does, jump in to punish them. Wars, war, war and peace, war and peace, war and peace. So the true student, always on receive. And a a true student is not particularly selective about what they're receiving. Whatever they're receiving, especially if it's a spiritual path, if one is receiving teachings from the Buddha, from the teachings, from re- reading the Digha Nikaya, the Majima Nikaya, or any of the, the foundation texts, or later later texts of the Mahayana, re- re- read those and receive them. Receive what it is. Don't jump away from what it is to try to analyze it. You actually prevent yourself from seeing what is being pointed at by thinking that you can look at uh, something like the Diamond Sutra and figure it out. I need to. Why do we keep chanting that? I don't know what it means. It's, why do they chant that in Japanese? I don't know what it means. Well, you don't even know what it means in English. Because what it means, the way those words are put together in the sutras, uh, are, are they're deliberately bringing concepts together in such a way that it will spark some kind of deep, deep understanding of your true nature. That is already the case that you're covering up out of fear, out of hope out of otherness, out of wanting control, uh, out of not wanting that much space. Some kind of uh, agoraphobia going on about just too much room and need more security. There was a book, I think it was Pema Chodron's book, named one of her books, The Wisdom of Insecurity, if I recall. Security is not going to be fun, but from the perspective of the spiritual path, it is an indication that that you're you're going towards what is has been called wisdom, or prajna, or jhana, or jnan however you want to pronounce it. Wisdom, wisdom. What what is wisdom, and will it will a, a true student actually be able to understand, see, grok, comprehend, perceive wisdom? No. That's conventional education. I'm not saying there aren't incredible scholars, Jeffrey Hopkins, uh, Carl (laughs) Bielefeldt. No other ones are coming to name, but uh, there's there's so many scholars that are incredibly good at deconstructing this material in such a way that it just magnetizes you right into it. And it is a way of looking at the Buddha Dharma in a conceptual way a constructed way and uh laying it out in such a way that you can look more deeply into it with concepts the challenge there is we get so in love with those concepts about it that we we don't see what it's pointing at as i say often because it's such a common tradition in Zen, the finger pointing at the moon if you're tied up you're in love with the finger you're in love with instructions
0: uh
1: and you won't see the moon. When I say in love, I don't mean uh, uh, appreciative or fundamental love. I mean attached, craving, grasping love, that kind. So the true student is going to be uh, open, a, having a willing willingness to not know, and not a greediness to come to some kind of damn conclusion. Instead of wandering around wandering around like, I don't really know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what this means. I don't understand the Diamond Sutra. Why would you say it's this and it's not this, therefore it's this, it's that. But it's not that, therefore it's that. Why, why would you do that to anyone? How is that education? It's not education in the conventional sense. It's a spiritual path. It's helping you or me. To to look closely into anything, your assumptions about anything, look at the assumption. As I often say, what you're looking for is right in front of you. But it is covered up with your presumptions about what you're looking at. Every time you look in someone else's face, if you see someone else, this is delusion. Simply put. Go
0: ahead, Joker. Shokabau, in the example of the fire truck, what is it about that situation that is so frightening to the ego?
1: It's, it's frightening in that, if I understand your question, it's frightening in that we, we, we need to name and categorize and pigeonhole everything in order to feel safe because we are identified with a body mind complex that is unreal. And reality knows it's unreal. Wisdom knows it's unreal. But the self-centered, grasping, clinging, hanging on mind is looking for some kind of reference point, something to believe in. This is why the theistic approaches to spiritual path are not as workable. Not that you couldn't realize what this is through a theistic approach it's possible. Less likely or
0: Shokabawing, how does being a student show up differently along the path? For who? For the
1: student. How do you mean differently? You mean day to day or three month segments? What do you mean?
0: Shokabawing is just it's something that I, it's a question I've been reflecting on lately is, is as.
1: You've been reflecting on? Yeah. What are you coming up with? The question. That's so all you got? a question? That's good enough. What is
0: it? Um, does being a student show up differently as one continues along the spiritual path? Yes.
1: Uh, yes. And it can go any number of ways. It, you can become more and more devoted and dedicated, I mean, sincerely and open to the teachings, to the teacher, to the community as you go along. If I'm understanding you, and you can also kind of hang out in some kind of a uh, a neutral area so you don't have to really make any decisions or just kind of uh, um, dog paddle, nothing against dogs. Or you could actually uh, start to get more and more threatened by the teaching and uh, eventually drop out of the whole thing find any little excuse to get away from that teacher or that teaching because just it's too much you won't you won't. you won't even know you're afraid the real fear gets covered up in an instant by ego i'm looking at that more good question
0: how can there be so much fear without knowing what we're afraid of
1: Well, if you know what you're afraid of, it's not near as scary. Like if there's a, if there was a buffalo outside the building, and you looked out the window and saw it, it's a buffalo. It's outside the building. It doesn't know how to turn the doorknob. But if you hear something out in, in the yard that's making a sound like that, you might be more afraid because you don't have enough information around that, so it could be frightening. Kind of a dumb example, but. You know, you're not very smart, so I can use that kind.
0: <laughs> that leads into my next question. <laughs> <laughs> that leads into your next question. Okay.
1: Okay. Come ahead, true student.
0: <laughs> um, earlier, you were talking about uh, education in relation to uh, learn, uh, memorizing. Yes. What is learning when you don't have a good memory?
1: Well, you mean like me? (laughs) It doesn't doesn't work very good. It doesn't work in the conventional education system. I'm not sure what you're what is What do you want to know?
0: Shokobane? I guess, do we need memory in order to learn?
1: I think we do need to have but everyone's ever everyone's memory is so much different. Some people just but uh, uh, I'm looking to see if he's here. Dr. Hirsch, are you here anywhere? Let's see. No. Anyway, uh, Mark Hirsch is someone, a student of mine that comes on who uh, uh, who went through medical medical school quite early and told me several several ways that he was just able to memorize everything. He was just memory. was extremely sharp. So in that way, you could pass any kind of tests and take the information he was memorizing and then apply it to any situation, and so on. So memory, but I don't know. Maybe there's a possibility of training memory. I don't. I don't know if there is. So, but with this situation, this path. You have more. Um, you. Uh,
0: I'm looking for it.
1: Okay. This path is about, it's not that we don't need memory, but the idea of getting information just so we can pass a test or just so we can get a degree or something uh, kind of kind of gets in the way of the, the fundamental objective of getting an education in a particular field. Even though it could, you could justify it, you can rationalize it and say, well, you can't just let people do this without testing them, can you? Yeah, you could. There'd be other ways of doing it. Uh, if you if you have time, read a book by A. S. Neal called Summerhill, written back in the fifties sometime. Interesting book. It's not conclusive, but it's still a very interesting book
2: about education.
1: Go ahead.
2: <clears throat> sure, sure. If we are someone that um, did all right in that memory based education, does that need to fall apart a bit to be a true student?
1: It may. That's a good question. You know, and you you have a, you know, you have a good memory and you're, as I remember you talking, you did well in school, you have a degree, and so to some extent, we tend to, we tend to, if we start to get frightened or get a little uneasy or a little anxious, which happens on the spiritual path, we look for some kind of relative uh, touchstone or some kind of a a reference point that stabilizes us in our, our education, our memory, our Title, or what have you, will helps us in that way not feel quite so threatened, so we can continue. But it doesn't help us uh, in uh, as far as the spiritual path. The
2: spiritual path is about going right into that material. More yeah. Sure. About you brought up um, three examples of how the student might change on the path. Yes. And one of them was the fear might. Increase to where we might go away. If we see that fear increasing, um, can we turn that back towards devotion? Well, yes, I think it's
1: necessary to. Um, I think you can, but it's it's necessary to to do it without particular expectation. Have a, have a willingness to do it. Just the way I say it, it sounds kind of a, maybe even a little corny, but I said just do it anyway. What else are you going to do with your life? You don't know if you've got more lives or not. It can end at any moment.
0: What does it look like to march directly into that fear?
1: So, I don't. I was quoting uh, Trungpa Paramachay. I would just say, just receive the fear. I wouldn't necessarily operate by marching directly into it. I kind of understand his metaphor. He's also teaching to thousands of people. I'm te- teaching to, what, a couple of dozen? Which I get to speak personally to any one of you anytime if you so wish. So I, I look at it as when fear comes up, when any kind of negative, positive, neutral feeling comes up, don't do anything with it. Let it explain itself. But don't take the feeling and start talking about it, blaming yourself, anybody else, or situations, even though it's relatively true. That's why it's so damn difficult. Is because relative truth it's so easy to take relative truth and just disprove the spiritual path. That that's, can't work. It just doesn't make any sense. It's irrational. This is why some scholars have spent so many hours trying to use concepts to prove uh, Pratitya Samadpada, dependent origination, as is done in lots of different
2: material. Go ahead.
0: Shokobahing. Um, when that fear does arise and there's uh, like an immediate barrier that ar- arises with it, is there any way to, to soften or to receive that more directly?
3: Uh, uh,
1: yes. and I think it's going to show up differently with each person. It's a good question. And with one person it might be spend more time facing the wall. With another person it might be Go another direction. Take a break. Go. Go for a walk, or go do something else, for a while. Distract yourself deliberately. If you're doing something just deliberately and with intention, then it isn't the same as actually reacting to something and running away or trying to cover something up. If you actually look at it and you're and you relate to it directly, uh, then you might you might back away from it. If possible. Or you might decide to, using uh, Trunk Rinpoche's idea, march directly into this dis- disappointment. Go and take all of that, b- that baloney to the wall, sit down and hold still and look deeply into the texture of that negativity because the texture of the negativity is not the word negativity and it's not the word depression and it's not any kind of word or concept or any kind of explanation around it. Those may be relatively true, but to look at this deeply is, uh, is beginning to transcend. Uh, relative truth the the alternating truth and lie truth and lie war and peace, war and peace up and down back and forth life and death that's the big illusion even though the, uh, the teachings say uh, death comes without mourning this body will be a corpse At that time the Dharma would be my only help I must to uh, examine my mind with exertion or however the wording went sir
0: vin what is the fear when we're not labeling
1: it I think there's probably different levels to that I think uh, if you begin to experience a fear without doing anything with it it could be it could get worse because the, the labeling it fear actually backs it off some so I'm afraid of saying I'm afraid just like yelling about it. any expression any emotion that comes up to abandon the expression with abandon what appears in the mind stream or the life stream uh, with changing that energy of what's arising into something else is the very nature of the confusion and duality. It's the very nature of warfare, nothing with it. Receive everything. Be a good student. If you're a student of the Buddha's Dharma, sometimes we say surrender. Sometimes we talk about humility or being humble losing face. If you lose face, don't go pick it up. Leave the damn face laying there. You don't really need it. You don't need the artificial identity of ego. It just looks like it. And when it starts to collapse or someone criticizes you or accuses you of not knowing what you're doing, that's your opportunity. That's that's a dharma gate for you rather than for you to defend yourself and fight back or hold your ground, all that baloney. If this, I would say, if this makes no sense to you, then why listen to me? If it doesn't make any sense, when I say sense, some kind of deep understanding about you need to look at your mind. You don't need to think more. You already think enough, probably. You need to look at it. I can't do it for you. You can't do it for someone else. But you can at least not get in somebody's way if they're endeavoring to train their mind. You can support them. It's difficult to look at something like fear or anxiety that is a a big knot in your stomach or a rock or something or jealousy that it just won't go away. It doesn't need to go away. It is unreal. This doesn't mean it doesn't really, really hurt. So the the main, the the misconception there with when people have really negative feelings, they try to get rid of the feeling rather than realize that the one, the identity, the Swabhava or the apparent identity is unreal. So rather than seeing what is fundamentally unreal is, is the, the excuse me, the person who's experiencing that is unreal. It's not, I'm not saying it isn't happening in a body-mind complex in this, in your old sensorium, of course it is. It's dependently arisen and it needs to be there. How do you know? It's there. That's how you know don't need to change anything, get rid of anything. What do you need to do? See it clearly. See it clearly. Look at it. Look at everything that arises and see it. This is all the Buddha did, not to minimize what he did. It was amazing what he did, especially in that century, but he at least he had the support of the society that basically was uh, pro-spiritual path.
2: Go ahead. If, if um, our negativity is showing up and we're not labeling it, we're not jumping to our usual cover-up and it's really in our face, yeah. um, at that point, how do we see that that's not real? Do you think it's real? I don't like it.
1: That sounds good. I don't like it. That's okay. Don't go any further than that. Don't try to convince yourself that's not real. Don't try to... If, if you if you saw a wolf run behind a tree, don't go behind the tree. See? You, you like those Zen ideas, those zen <laughs> Bill, you have... Bill Rockwell, you have a question? Any questions out there in Zoom, Zoom area?
2: Augie,
0: Augie uh, uh Some of us as students are avid note takers, and on a spiritual path, is is that a trap of some kind?
1: No, uh, no. Take notes. Take notes. you see your notebook. This is Zuno's. This is my wife's notebook. That's how I know what I said. No, I I, I don't enforce it, but I'm you not know, going to enforce it. But I think, yeah, taking notes is few people take notes, but you don't have to. It's very helpful. She's got she's been coming to these Dharma talks for what? Eleven years. 11 years and I tend to run my mouth a lot. But she's got boxes and boxes of notebooks, not to mention all the recordings, but actual notebooks. So does that help you to do that? Yeah, helps her. So, yeah, take notes. And even uh, Trungpa Rinpoche encouraged people to take notes. One of the nice things about uh, Trungpa is when he gave a talk, he talked so slow, you could just about write everything down verbatim. <laughs> I, I have one somewhere where uh, where I wrote down, Every word he said back in the 70s, sometime. Yes, take notes. Good idea.
4: Question from (laughs) Shane in Virginia.
1: Shane. Better be good, Shane.
4: In what ways can a true student and a true teacher interact to help others? That's the first one.
1: Damn, if I know, go figure out a way.
4: The next part is. What does that look like to a student who endeavors to see the truth?
1: You know, it, it, your, your questions have some validity to it, but they're, just, they're so circular. I mean, I, I can't have a conversation about, about, about that with you. We, you could you could do that, but it's, it's just conversational. It's just more stuff and interpretation about it. The true student and the true, true, te- and the true teacher, it's hard to say what will happen there. Anything is possible. If that if that is happening, if that that kind of a dynamic, whether it's a, a human being who has realized their true nature and a student who who is uh, who is inspired by that teacher or by the teachings of the Buddha's Dharma, and they come together, then uh, that student's journey begins. And the true teacher isn't going anywhere because they aren't anywhere but here. They aren't any they aren't any one but the student. They're no longer a separate being. It's not something to believe in. I'm not promoting that. I'm just talking about it conceptually so you can get a feeling of what it feels like to, to not have any separate identity from anything. It can look even more egotistical. This is why it's called the crazy wisdom form of the Buddhas of the Three Times because it looks, it can look crazy. And that, the downside of that is it can be scary. The upside of that is it scares enough people away so that the true teacher doesn't get overloaded.
4: A question from Chris Smith. Chris. Have you taught anyone with a higher sensory perception? How does one live in society with a mindset like yours?
1: I don't have a mindset. I don't have a mind. I don't have a mind. It's not a a bragging point. They don't have, there's a mind, but it doesn't belong to anyone. And it's no different than your mind, except yours, not just necessarily you, Chris, and not met you, I don't think. It's, it, it can look incredibly erudite and smart and perceptive and understanding and be able to make up all kinds of ideas about the nature of reality and so on. But to realize what this is, everything collapses. Everything falls away. And everything that remains or that is still there is not separate. But all the ideas, the configurations that caused hope and fear and and terror about who you were and whatever, who everybody else was, uh, falls away. And and you don't have to push it away. It falls away. Why? Because you see it. You're aware of it. And why are you aware? The Buddha, the Dharma, the Song of the Three Jewels would be a a structure for you to support your awareness practice. And then, of course, the awareness practice besides whatever it may be, chanting the sutras, uh, sitting in front of a wall for hours on end, watching the mind, what it does. Get to know yourself. Get to know deeply how the mind works yourself because you have to enlighten yourself. The teacher can hit you in the head with a stick. And that will only work if you just spent the last dozen years meditating. And even then, there's no guarantee. You might just get a lump on the head.
4: Question from Ted Smith. Ted? What is truth?
1: Um, it's a, what is truth? I don't know. It's like, what is love? I think I gave a talk where I talked about all the different kinds of love. I could give a talk talking about all the different kinds of truth. There's the truth that's, that's a lie. And then there's the half truth and there's the then there's what's that one i really like that one truthiness yeah what was it that made that up what comedian truthiness that might be something that has truthiness and it's kind of truth but it's kind of true but it's not actually true because all parts of it are, are baloney so but even baloney is true if you like baloney oh, i'm not sure if i'm helping you at all and i realize you're i realize you're in imp- Inspiration to say, to ask that, maybe just to just I wonder what that guy'd say about that kind of a question. Well, I don't know. It's a, it's a concept about the nature of existence and non existence. And from the point of view of uh, the Buddha Dharma, as I understand it, uh, you can't find anything that exists or non exists. Existence, non existence, night and day, up and down, back and forth. All the polarities are unreal. Unreal. Not that they're not there, but they're unreal. In other words, they have no substantiality. They will they will fade away. They'll die out, even though they're there for 30 seconds or 30 years, will not last. All compounded things will vanish. To quote the Buddha. Further questions. Let me start up with uh, Slavs bowing. How to apply shikantaza practice to real life? I mean, everyday life. I would say, face the wall a lot. Do it many hours a day, every day, and you, and, and so that that so that shikantaza practice. The, the clarity around what is arising without adding, subtracting, dividing. The clarity around what is uh, hanging out without adding, subtracting, or dividing. And the clarity around that which goes away with no commentary at all, no elaboration. That strengthens the, the, that aspect of the mind. that is just consciousness without particular objects. So then when you get up off the cushion and go out into uh, your everyday life or your real life, as you're calling it, uh, you're more likely, there's a more of a chance, no guarantee of anything, but there's more of a chance that you'll see more clearly, deeply into what's happening. I'll give you an example. Someone that might, uh, you have difficulty with, that might come to you and maybe be kind of insulting to you or unfair to you. Uh, perhaps before any kind of practice, that might have been somebody you would resent or feel aggression towards, or maybe didn't say anything, but you would just be reactive towards it. Whereas with sitting practice of meditation, you have not, perhaps not realized your true nature, but you might be l- less likely to uh, fight or argue or blame that person because you would see more clearly, uh, more deeply into their situation and see the degree to which they're suffering. This is how people get rid of their suffering is by with whatever, anything from, a, from, a, from a flipping you off to an AK-47. get rid of that because they the whole buildup of just anger and you know it it covers up some but someone someone who is deeply afraid those of us who know we're afraid uh we're you know we're terrorized by this or nervous about that but we're not covering that up by making by being a complete nuisance to other people
4: Let let me go back
1: to kelly kelly Kelly, Kelly is truth truthiness is Stephen Colbert that's true as Stephen Colbert. Thank you Kelly. Thank you. And only he's the only person that can really use that word in a context where it actually transcends
2: the world we all think is real. With humor. From Katie, she said Katie Bowing, she doesn't have a microphone right now. I often find myself oversharing in conversations when I don't want to. Each time I resolve to just listen, then something happens and I feel roped in and start babbling BS, then immediately regret it. How do I stop this circle, Balani?" Well, uh, one thing I can
1: congratulate you because you're real aware of the mechanics of that. You just talked about it, how I get roped in. So uh, sit a lot, of course, which I know you already do. And then the other thing is, Uh, Be aware of the rope, you use the metaphor. Be aware of that rope, you can see it. If you're really on receive. you will see the rope leading out, uh, reaching out to you. And the other thing you can notice is that you have an intention about making sure that that, the people think you're agreeable or think you're conversational. You might have some, I'm not accusing you of anything, but you might want to look at your intention. Is your intention to be clear and to be direct and be sincere? Or is your intention to uh, fill up the room with your uh, chatter or your responses or uh, don't make no response someone asks you a direct question about something look at them and then they might you might find that they might drop the whole thing you might walk away or they might say did you hear me And you could say yes i heard you and then they might say well what do you think about that you could actually say I don't know. I don't think about it much. I'm not trying to say that giving you ammunition to be insulting to people, but some kind of idea where you can lower the, lower the, uh, the heat there so you don't feel so um, compulsive or impulsive maybe about making sure you're responding to people. As I sometimes say, make them drag it out of you. Hundo. Oh,
3: Hundo bowing. How do we receive um, teaching from a teacher who is not separate from
1: us. Well, if it's a true teacher, true teachers, not separate from you. So that's just turn that way and what, ask questions and then receive the question. Uh, ask questions or it's so different with each person. Shoto receives from me by I give him things to do, and he goes and builds
3: stuff. No bowing. How do we work with a teacher who sees not separate and is not separate from us?
1: I don't know what you mean by work with it. You're doing it. How, how do you work with it? I don't know what you mean, work with it. I make no claims. I, I teach as directly as i can but i don't particularly set myself up And you could say well yeah you do you're you're a monk and you're ordained and and you're you're wearing stuff buddha jewelry and you're sitting next to a big
3: uh,
1: gold leaf statue of the buddha and all of that so there's something happening here it's an environment where this kind of message can be communicated and has been done for thousands of years. I avoided this as long as I could.
3: Yes? It seems like there's some uh, vulnerability that we can experience working with a true teacher who is not separate from us.
1: That you can feel vulnerable?
3: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I would say you could talk about that. Everybody feels vulnerable.
3: So, so um Chokyam said um, march into disappointment disappointment. Yeah. Uh, is there a practice in Yes, it's called
1: it's something you do that uh that has no apparent outcome to it. Chanting the sutras, uh prostration practice. Um Studying these, the texts that we do, uh, to have 12 different uh, book studies a week, where people are studying some part of the Buddha's Dharma from some school or some location or some time and place. And there's no, you don't get tested. You don't know if you're getting anywhere.
0: More?
3: What about, what can the student bring to the teacher?
1: Everything everything why wouldn't you why, if you were if you why wouldn't you i'm saying that in a negative way but it's like of course bring everything that doesn't mean you have to turn over your checkbook to the teacher i'm not saying there aren't some teachers that might want you to do that i don't know if they'd be true teachers if that was part of their their uh method of operation
3: Under buying, is there anything that a student produces? You're saying that we should we should receive. Um, that is our receive the teaching, receiving the teaching.
1: Everything. This has been said way before I got here. If it's a true teacher, then everything the teacher does is a teaching. Everything, everything. But you have to be a true student, or you if you have you're taking exceptions or if you're looking at what the teacher's doing and thinking, I don't know what he's doing there. I don't know about that situation. And this happened in our community, as you know. And I would say, don't do anything else. You have to. Just if something looks suspicious or something? Maybe you should just believe your suspicions. Go do something else. Go ahead. Keep coming. Don't stop. What are you doing here let's put it right in your face what are you doing here
3: i want to see what you see
1: how do you know i see anything
3: uh truth i I hear truth i see someone who sees the truth
1: how do you know you're not just imputing that making it up i'm just some kind of a charlatan trying to control you
3: i do not know that
1: Uh uh-huh is there some way you could know that not that I'm aware, of. okay, so then what are you actually doing then?
3: I'm listening to a teacher or not believing, disbelieving, or looking away.
1: Would you call that trust?
3: I feel like I trust you okay, sir.
1: yeah but there's no there's no there's uh, no proof Because so your insight is not separate from the insight of the teacher, and if that starts to resonate, then you'll you'll just continue, you'll continue to practice. Not easy not many people are able to even do this people might listen in follow along a little bit but it's it can get difficult because you feel like you're turning over as I did with the Viyatra trunk barma I felt like I'm turning over my own autonomy I was very resentful of it because I felt like he had a hold of me by the throat I was so devoted to him but I but it was my ego mind is. I don't want to do this. I can't do this. But I have to do this because if I don't do this, I have no other options left. I have to do this. So I did
2: for decades.
3: More? It seems like there's a desire to produce something for the teacher, in return for the teaching, in return for the...
1: I can tell you exactly what to do. Practice. Practice. You already do that. You practice a lot. Most everyone in this room practices a lot, besides sometimes holding down a full-time job. I mean, there are other kinds of devotion, other ways of being devoted, of course, but practice, practice. Get your butt to the cushion, to the wall, come in. Uh, It's set up. If you practiced uh, every minute here, it would be, what, five, five days a week anyway. It's four days a week. I think it's six and a half hours a day. And then Thursdays, it's eight hours, two block sets. Are you required to do that? No. You should do whatever you want to do. Of course, if you live here, and if you live in a monastery, and in your case you're sewing your robe to be a monk, then you're on track to do this. This is what you're going to do.
4: More.
3: Divine, wanted to ask a question about um, the value of our questions. You say that um, you are not. Um, aware of what you're going to say, and you're very interested in us asking questions about a particular topic. So, like today's topic, you were saying, I want to hear what I have to say about this.
1: I do. But I don't know what I'm going to say. This is your topic. I think that when you're, you're, you you know, I don't know what, I ask a few people, and there's several boneheads in here that just don't know anything. You must not be a bonehead. Everybody's smiling, so they, they think of it as humorous. I'm happy to hear that. So you said, why don't you talk about a true, a true what is a true student? And so that's what we're, I'm endeavoring to do, based on what you said a couple hours ago.
3: Divine, it seems like we can bring um, questions or something to the, to the talk to.
1: Aren't you doing that? What?
3: And I'm endeavoring to do that.
1: I would say so, as is everyone else who's asked questions. The only person that doesn't quite get there is Shane. I love Shane and he knows it. I'm just highly critical of Shane. Oh, come on. Stop there. It's devotion. Uh, devotion. The teaching person doesn't need anything. If they need something, probably not a true teacher. If they require anything, if they demand anything, and I'm not talking about I'm not validating the, the demands of tantric gurus or masters, that, that ancient practice of whatever the, the guru says that I will do, that's not necessary. That's 13th century. For that society, that does not work in the society. It may have, may have worked in a, in a medieval context, but not in this one.
3: Aldoban, can students bring demands?
1: Can they demand something?
3: I'm of the teacher.
1: Of the teacher? Unyo does. There could be requests, but I don't know if there's a demand. I don't think it works that way, right? But the teacher's also not demanding, uh, this teacher's not, not making any demands on anybody at all. Sent you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's the shoe sisters. How can I rationalize my way out of this? <laughs> you know? It's a mistake, isn't it? But there are no mistakes. Okay. There are no mistakes. Go ahead. Chu A
4: uh, Question from Schoolstring. Okay.
1: Schoolstring again. Huh.
4: Is there a difference between Zen and Pure Land Buddhism?
2: I don't know. Probably quite a bit. You know, you
1: can go on, you can, Wikipedia does a very good job of just clarifying all that. And, you know, and I, I'm not a scholar. Uh, and even Zen, different ways of teaching Zen. There are other Zen temples in Michigan. They're not doing anything near what is being done here. But that doesn't mean that they're incorrect. It just means that each each teacher of Zen teaches out of how they see, how they understand what this is. Zen just means uh, mind or heart mind. Pure land is a little bit more idealistic and a little bit more, um, a little bit closer to a theistic approach to it. Not totally that, but somewhat. And Zen is, uh, as I understand it, is just working with the mind as
4: it is. Yes? A question from Ian Zichterman. What's the difference between strengthening the awareness and stabilizing the mind?
1: Stabilizing, stabilizing but using a uh, uh, shamatha practice or machine or resting in tranquility or calm abiding uh, is an initial practice that is sometimes taught was, that I learned to just stabilize, follow the breath, label thinking or follow the out breath, the in breath, uh, even count the breaths, even close the eyes sometimes. Uh, and that's a, that's a, a way of stabilizing the what we call the mind or the, the consciousness, so that it's not not much is happening there. Some, but it, it's fairly stable. And strengthening the awareness is about uh, watching what moves. And uh, it's not that some uh, calm abiding or some uh, sh- uh, shamatha a m- mindfulness practice isn't valuable. I just don't teach it as a as, this, as an approach. I teach shikantaza, and then an individual person I may talk to, I may, depending on what's happening with them, I might tighten that up for them or help them. We do it mutually. I would say, maybe you should, maybe you could follow your breath for the first 10 or 20 minutes of your meditation, and maybe even have your eyes closed for a while, depending on what, what's happening with the person. So it, it should be, could be, and as far as I'm concerned, is situational. There's no there's no standard that's set up. I say shikantaza, and I teach it as because it's there's no structure there, so you find out right away what the person needs to do if they can continue to do shikantaza, which I recommend. Uh, but if they can't, if that's difficult, then they could modify that a little bit, make it make it so they can stay in front of the wall rather than get uh, upset about it
4: another question from school string. yes when i ask a question am i declaring that i exist and is this stupid
1: yeah it is i don't know what else to say because you're you're working it all out for me so i might as well just say well okay i don't know what else is going on there school string. but you know it's we're getting into some kind of existential jargon about about so the existential jargon, I'm not really criticizing you know, I'm just saying that it's it's just too um, you know I, my recommendation if you're open to that if you're if you're saying what should I do, then train your mind uh, do some block setting, sit from four hour segments a um, couple times a week, and then along with your daily sitting, which I'm assuming you're doing. So up strong, so there's long periods of not doing anything, but sitting there, no breath counting, nothing, other than going to the bathroom or something like that. Do that. And then then this kind of uh, low level ph- philosophical questions, which, which they're interesting, and, and they're, it's great for maybe for conversational stuff sometimes, but it, it doesn't work in, in this regard. And don't misunderstand. I don't think you're being disrespectful. I'm just saying that, Train your mind. When I hear a question like that, I just, I just want to say, my son, <laughs> school strings are a man, right? Yeah, That's why I said that. <laughs> my son, train your mind, sit down, hold still, watch the movement, get to know yourself. Don't get, don't know yourself through what other people think or what you think about what other pe- people are thinking about what you're thinking or what other people are thinking about what you're thinking that they're thinking. Follow me. Sure you do. Go ahead, Augie.
0: Uh, Augie Bowing, uh, Why does the student need to bring their ego and paranoia to the teacher if the teacher already sees it clearly?
1: Because Bowing. that's because it's devotion. The, the devotion is just energy that the, the student brings their, uh, you could call it love or devotion or, or, or intention. Or you know, I don't know. There's several other words, and they tend to get a little bit theistic. But it's not really that. It's you're bringing something, uh, your craziness, or your self-centeredness, or your pride, or your shame. You're bringing that to the teacher. You're exposing yourself to, to the teacher, and so so that way, uh, that way, you can nothing comes back to you other than the teaching. Whatever energy you bring this way, that energy, that same energy will come right back to you because it's not separate. And again, as I said before, it's very situational. So if somebody somebody's a student of mine that I, I've never met face to face. I'm not saying a person couldn't be a student. I have several students I've never met and have been students of mine for years. I'm not saying that's, it's impossible to do that. It is possible. Each person is so different,
0: very different. Uh, How do I begin to do that?
1: Well, this is a start right here. If if you're, if you're talking about this being your teacher or yeah, just, just continue to, we can't, uh, we, we can't, you can all start right now. All start right now. Everything's starting right now.
2: Further questions? Shoto bowing. Um, in your questions back to Ondo, um, I was looking. Her. At, yes. Okay. Looking at even if we're if we're giving you credentials as as a true teacher, you don't. Make those claims yourself? Is that, um, is that our ego creating credentials? It doesn't matter. I mean, it matters in the sense that
1: it's, it's ego or is it are they really there? Credentials are just that. They're something about something else to cover up what's actually there. It's a credential. Buddha Dharma without credentials. There are no credentials. If, As I sometimes said, I've been saying this off and on for years. So I sat on the parking lot, sat on, turned a garbage can upside down, and sat on it uh, in uh, in camouflaged shorts and wore a straw hat. Uh, and you know, I, I might get some students, but I I can think of a few homeless people I would get. Is that incorrect? No, it's just that they just wouldn't want to get, want my money or want my straw hat. <laughs> Or something. So there needs to be some kind of a structure for the teaching to take place, and then the teacher, he, she, or they need to know when to teach, what they're going to te- talk about, and who they're talking to. Simply put, and then the teaching the teaching will occur. Fundamentally, there isn't that there isn't a person here and a person there, but there's there's no real being here anywhere, and if you see that, then you're not perplexed. You're not, what's that other word, flummoxed by anything, anything. Nothing is Nothing is really confusing to you. It's not that you know how to uh, play chess. It's not that you uh, are good at uh, what's that other wonderful pop, popular game, Parcheesi. <laughs> I don't think that's been popular since the 30s, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if it ever was.
2: More? can or should we even try to work with um not giving credentials more what does the credentials that we give to you um
1: get in the way of what you're teaching what are you you saying you're giving me i mean i'm i'm a buddhist monk that's a credential but it's also something that because of the vow binds you to this path, to the path of the Mahayana, to put others before yourself, save all beings, put everyone, everyone before yourself. This doesn't mean disregard things and put everything to yourself, to your advantage, so that you look like a person is putting everyone before them, for yourself. So it's not about how you show up, it's without credentials. There's no congratulation, there are no merit badges, but we still, we need some forms. So. I have a teaching stick. I have a a purple robe, which is of a a transmitted priest of someone who has been what blessed with whatever. Yeah, go ahead, teach. So there, there, so there are credentials there, but it's the attachment to the credentials and the kind of puffing up around the credential. I am this or I am
2: that. Go ahead, Surbhi. That's that puffing up is something I recognize me like doing on your behalf, like where he is this or he is the true teacher. And it, I've noticed that it makes me not so open to other people when they teach or not wanting to receive things from other people. Yeah. Well, when it comes to the monks that are teaching
1: here once a month and they're going to teach on Saturday, uh, you need to help those monks, uh, your Dharma brothers and sisters, by receiving that teaching and asking questions or give them feedback to help them. So it should be very, other people's teaching should be, especially in our Sangha, our community should be very interesting to you. I had somebody recently asked, uh, do we have any training for monks? What do you guys think? Are you being trained? Everybody's grinning. Yeah, you're getting more training than a lot of monks.
2: So there are other monks. More? Show of vowing. How do we step into that curiosity?
1: Just do it deliberately. Just intend. You, know,
2: you have a vow. You
1: receive a vow to be with all things. Do good. Don't do harm. The three prayer precepts. Those are the, the simple way of putting it. Do good as you see it. Don't do create problems as you see it, and be with all things. That doesn't agree mean agree with all, agree with all things. I mean just be with whatever is happening, which also. To pers- persona or personalize it is save all beings, put others before yourself, until you realize there aren't any beings. There's no this. There's no one here. No one here. There's no one out there. If you see it, you'll know. You won't, you won't even. You won't even come to me. You won't even come and say, "Soksan." I think I see it. But I'm not sure Is there's some way you can validate this for me. I was like, if you need validation, you didn't see it. It's certain. You are certain and you're not certain because it's a you know, either or. It's not an either or. Leave, leave that back there with Kierkegaard. Either or, the sickness unto death. Leave that back there. Leave it with other ways of working with the mind, using the intellect see it, you're, it's a direct
0: seeing of what this is. Sir? You if we bring the teacher our vulnerabilities, is this the intention of the
3: path?
1: Yeah, but that doesn't mean you. Ha- it's not a confessional. It doesn't mean you have to say that. The teacher might not even know, might not even be uh, aware of what it is that you're dealing with, but you can just do it yourself. Just do it, your prostration, to um, dedicate yourself to it. I think it's so unique and so different with each person. One of the upside of all the traditional ways where standards are set up, where you're going to do 100,000 prostrations, you're going to do 100,000 repetitions of the Vajrasadva Mantra, you're going to do 100,000 offerings of the Mandala, and a million repetitions of, uh, of uh, Guru Yoga for His Holiness Karmapa. Okay, just do all that. And while you're doing it, you find that you're doing all these forms, you find that you can't help but begin to generate uh devotion towards the teaching person. It's it's powerful. And then also the teaching person in, in my situation was uh was trunk power before I met Colbin and was uh just giving him everything I could. And I had plenty of difficulty, neurosis, craziness, insanity, wanting to end my my uh, life. Not that other people don't have this also. But, but that, I don't know if he took it or whatever. I don't know what all I told him. I can't remember all I know that, that he helped me. He didn't do much. He just just.
4: Another question from Ian Zichterman in Kalamazoo. Yes, Ian. What is it to bring everything to you? Is it different than a con- confessional?
1: Yeah, it's not a confessional at all. As I just said to uh, uh, Kiyun, uh I might have not have any idea, or you might, you know, some students I'm very close to, so I have a lot of, a lot, I know a lot about what's happening with their personal lives. But I have other students that that are. Tell me some things and don't tell me others, but there's no right or wrong to it there's no it's so it's so different uh, Ian there's, it, there's no standard where you can live up to, even though the Tibetans tried to set it up and as did the uh, other schools of Buddhism say this is the way you do it, and this is the only way and this is the right way and if you want to attain enlightenment you've got to study the Vajrayana <laughs> So I studied the Vajrayana. Where's my enlightenment? I want to be enlightened. Yes. Go ahead.
4: A question from Isaac Leon, Leon.
1: Isaac, good to hear from you.
4: Is bipolar disorder real? If so, can it be stabilized through a dedicated practice? Um,
1: So that's that's a good question, Isaac, but it's... It's complicated because the, the causes and conditions that arise in something that science calls bipolar, in other words, making uh, a statement about a particular condition of someone having that kind of a... Um, uh, let me ask, one, uh, do you have another word for bipolar, either one of you, in your therapy practice? Is there anything else that would qualify that Do you?
3: Or just um, mental health challenges.
1: Okay, but no, nothing that talks about the the duality of it.
3: Um, depression and manic episodes.
1: Yeah, that would be you two. Yeah. So uh, so I'm not I'm not trying to redefine the whole thing. I'm just saying that that meditation practice uh, could address that, but there's no guarantee because we don't know if there's uh, something in the in your physiology that is also adding to that difficulty you know anything from your your heredity uh what you came into this life with there's just so many uh untraceable i mean we can look a little bit but they're basically untraceable the food you're eating is affecting you i'm not here to promote what you should eat but you could look at that you could look at that and the medications you take that are meant to help you sometimes may not be. I'm not against medications. I'm not against a therapist sitting right right in front of me. I need them. I need to have these therapists here all the time. Otherwise I don't know what I'd do. (laughs) So Ian, I would say, I I can't really comment on that, but I think there's a possibility that intense sitting practice with the guidance of a teacher, And the support of teachings and learning the concepts that help stabilize that aspect of the mind, because it gives the ego something to chew on besides just the baloney sandwiches that it keeps getting from it, from and fear. You should do that. Maybe you should do that. You shouldn't do that. What if you did that? And that, what if that happened? And then you did that, that's not going to work. I can't do that. What am I thinking about? Am I doing a good imitation of
0: Michael Ward? No,
1: no, not good. So, you know, you've been bipolar, so you know, that's how, is that how you know about bipolar? Because you've been bipolar? Because you've studied bipolar?
3: Well, um, I see many clients who have been given the diagnosis of bipolar you, and it turns into, um, it really is childhood um, trauma,
1: trauma, something, A lot of that, trauma, trauma, something that might have happened to
3: them. Mm-hmm. So it's not bipolar. Uh, really. has nothing
1: to do with their sun sign.
3: It has nothing to do with their sun sign. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely not their um, mental health so much as okay
1: so all all i'm saying i'm not trying to make light of your question i think it's a fantastic question and uh i guess the what i could say that i think would be encouraging is 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 do it you find out do some sitting meditation do you don't have to do um, four or five hours a day or something like that but you could do a little bit of it and just watch and just notice especially shikantaza if you can't do shikantaza, then do uh, close your eyes and follow your breath a little bit, or leave your eyes open and follow your breath. We'll find some way of possibly stabilizing. The bipolar uh, situation might need more of a stabilizing practice for a while, rather than the completely open dimension of shikantaza, which might might encourage what is called bipolar or uh, or just uh, difficulty with your with your stability. Well, one
4: last question from you too. Um, from Chris Smith again. Yes. How does one become a teacher?
1: Uh, by being a student, and be a, be a student forever. If you think that you graduate from being a student to being a teacher, it's a misunderstanding. Fundamentally, there's no difference between a student and a teacher. No difference. There are differences, but fundamentally, no difference. When the in the spiritual path, when the when the student eventually. The mind, as Trungpa Rinpoche said, uh, and is said in the Tibetan tradition, uh, the, the mind of the of the student and the mind of the teacher merge. But I would say it this way: they're seen as not being separate. No merging happens. They're seen that they're, they're fundamentally, you're fundamentally not separate from your teacher. Yuhong, go ahead.
4: Yuhong, bowing. I have three questions. The first question: How can I look at myself as a true student?
1: So look at the doubts that you may not be a true student. So rather than try to make yourself be a true student, look at the look at the area which might be kind of a, a spontaneous uh, taking your inventory or judging yourself. So and you can also ask your teacher: Is this your teacher here? Yeah. Ask this teacher uh, in a in a in a docesan or interview, that would be a good way to do it. Not, not in public. Further
4: question. thank you. My second question is: as a, as a, a true teacher, you, what is your confidence, and where's the confidence from to teach us?
0: Uh,
1: so uh, the confidence, uh, the confidence has no uh, no foundation. It's it has no conditions. It's unconditional. And it's so it's it it goes beyond the conditionality. It goes beyond hope and fear, life and death, up and not back and forth, success and failure. It includes everything. I sometimes say, be a transcendental pack rat. Don't get rid of anything. You're going to need it. So it's if 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 it looks like confidence, it's it's not real, It's not confidence because I'm such a successful dharma teacher and I'm I have so many wonderful students, even though I do. But it's, it's not that kind of uh, confidence. It's, it's choiceless. Uh, what I do is choiceless. I don't make choices anymore. I did at one time, or at least I thought I did. I wasn't even making them then. That's a big realization is to realize that you, everything is choiceless. Your last question, Yuhong.
4: Yuhong Bawing, can we be our own true teachers and students?
1: I think it's, it's less likely for that to happen. It could, but it's less likely because the, the ego is so shrewd at, at usurping the whole situation for itself and, and, and functioning and convincing uh, uh, the rest of your um, uh, consciousness that, that you can do this by yourself, that you can, you can do it without a teacher. So uh, I think it's possible. Uh, Some people have uh, had a a spontaneous realization and have awakened without any practice at all. Uh, Very few, uh, from what I understand, but it's hard to say what's happened to every single person. But the ones that have written books on it or become well known, uh, looks like they had a rough time without having a teacher, without being sure what what was actually happening to them. So having the teacher allows you to how would, how would you say it? Have a mentor or have someone that one thing, as you're practicing, things can get worse and worse, more and more threatening, more and more difficult. And But if you have someone who, this is what was difficult for me when I started. Uh, I really needed to have somebody that I could take what was happening. I have no idea what I said to uh, Rinpoche. But take what was happening and then you know, re- receive some encouragement. That's what I got from him. I didn't get anything but encouragement, a lot of it. A lot of encouragement and as i've said sometimes i only had four private interviews with him where i was able to uh, spill my guts so to speak that doesn't mean that you need to come uh and to, to me or to your teacher if you have a teacher somewhere some other direction and spill your guts to them i just need i needed to do that because i was especially insane shall we close okay we're going to dedicate the merit Please join us with this.
2: May the merit of this penetrate into <clears throat> all places, so that we, in every sentient being together, can realize the Buddha's way. san <speaking> ten directions, the three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great paramita <laughs> O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the ten directions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddha's Temple Monastery, our Sangha families, friends, and visitors. You know, everyone is unhappy
3: if you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.